the really difficult part of walking with the Lord is not some religious checklist. It is, it's hanging on to your faith through all of these calamities and difficulties and uncertainties and saying, I still believe. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Nace, let's pick back up on your story. I don't know if you know this, Willie, but Nace has an, uh, an incredible story. Okay. And um, he's willing to uh, share it with us. Um, so where we left off is he, uh, again, is a friend of mine from... 31 years ago, we went to James Madison University, went to uh, Fellowship Christian Athletes together, lived yeah, together in yeah. Texas, have uh, stayed in touch um, to varying degrees and have been in good touch here lately. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so he, after Texas, he got his degree at Dallas and went to plant a church in Mississippi. And then why don't you pick it up from there, brother man? Wow. Okay. So uh, that was like a great time with like... When I got there, there was a small group of people, about 50 people. Uh, half of them were in drug and, drug and alcohol recovery. You're talking uh, about in Mississippi. In Mississippi, yeah. 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 And so it grew from there from 50 to 350 in three years. Wow. And it was just like, wow, this, I never thought that I would be a part of something like this, uh, especially mm-hmm. baptizing people and really making an impact. And it was, it was wild. Um, but one of the things in uh, being there, which I talked about my wife at the time, she's from New Jersey, she was really struggling and uh, in a multitude of ways. And I was like, you know what? I didn't marry the church. I didn't marry the church plant. I married you. And so she started looking and we ended up uh, leaving there and moving up here to uh, right outside of D.C. and Burke, Virginia. And I became an associate pastor. And the church was about total 600 people at the time. Um, and it was a really interesting time to put it lightly. Uh, we had a, a transition very quickly. Uh, my job actually within two years was, was on the line. I was about to get let go. And then the senior pastor ended up leaving instead. And it was like, Oh, here we go. And the new person coming in, uh, uh, he was a Dallas guy and he was definitely more of a Bible church guy. And the church before was more of a, uh, more of an outreach center church. And so there was this huge transition. I'm like, okay, God, I know I'm supposed to be here because I've been blessed by the Bible church movement, which is uh, back in Texas and definitely more of the outreach type, which is where I came from in Mississippi. This is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And so that ended up going really well as well. And that grew over the past, over the first five, seven years from 600 to 2,500, wow. so forth and so on. It really took off and it was awesome to be a part of that. Um, and in the midst of that, uh, there were still a lot of struggles in my, my family. And uh, it, was, it was a really just truly tough time. Um, and, and I went to talk to the senior pastor and like, hey, I'm going to go to some marriage counseling. And he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know that, you know, I, we, I hold staff to a high standard and, you know, like, Oh yeah, like totally do. That's why I'm doing this because we're all need help. And he's like, yeah. Okay. Anyway. um, But there was a, there was a bone of skepticism. 
skepticism on his part. Yeah, like going, why? Why would you go to? Why would you go to get marriage counseling? Oh, yeah, there like, must be something wrong that? with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And later on in the story, it's like, well, you know, Nace, every, every you know, every pancake has two sides. I was like, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and <laughs> one may be toasted, and the right. other one may be raw. But I'm like, there's only I can only control so much. And yeah. And so for me. Um, my wife wouldn't go to counseling uh, and I would continue to go. And it was one of the best things. And I'm, and I'm thankful, I'm thankful. I've been a big proponent for uh, having Christian counseling, having counseling and getting people to go because I definitely was not, I was definitely not in a, in a staff that would have been open to helping. I mean, it's like, and it's, it's, we we don't need to go into, I don't, it's not good for me publicly to talk about the, these issues too much yeah yeah because there's just um there is that toxic leadership when it comes to it comes out of a error a a time period of never let them see you sweat yeah leadership is always having the right answers Uh leadership is even when you have the wrong answers you you just say them loudly they're they're never needing counsel right and and if you need counsel you know, something's wrong. Yeah. You're weak. You're, you're weak. And then you should, the week, you know, the week perish. Yeah. And, and I think all three of us would say well, that's the opposite of the gospel yeah. Of, oh, yeah. of our suffering servant and, and going to be vulnerable with your congregation and saying, yeah, y'all could hurt me, but you know what we serve, I serve God and this is my story. This is yeah. what I struggle with too. And there, there's definitely, you know, the, the, the congregation isn't your counselor either. You don't want to, there's sure. I, sure, I, I sure. want to balance that out. But anyway, so, uh, so during that time, um, there was, I ended up having to get a divorce, which that's a whole nother hotter podcast. If y'all want to go down that road, uh, of, of what that looks like and what that means in the church and so forth. And, uh, so I was, um, because the divorce was in our circles like acceptable um with what happened um that they supported me and like yep this is this is true this is good but what you're saying is that you, you had biblical grounds for divorce I had biblical grounds for divorce and everyone agreed and church, upon that the church supported all the that. leadership yes. supported that but the, her the family supported also, that her family said as much yeah yeah so and then it comes to a point of going but we don't want you on staff hmm. And so that was a time of going, oh, do I pitch a fit and try to divide a church? Which it goes, no, <laughs> God brought this church up. This is, I'm not going to do that. It's foolish. And he's the, you know, the, the, I'm not in the, I'm not an elder of the church. I wasn't in that place and going, I'm all about submission to leadership. And if you can't submit to the leader, then you shouldn't really be at that place. And I definitely am still my brothers and sisters in Christ that I lived, uh, loved and led for near a decade. Like, I'm not going to torch them. I mean, this, sure, this is, sure. it was, but it was tough. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so I, you know, to be a divorced person getting kicked off a church staff, mm-hmm. where are you going to go? Yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm hurting. It was, awful. Oh, yeah. it was an awful time. Yeah. So, um, my my divorce goes through and in January 2015 uh, 
end of March uh, 2015 was the last day at the, at the church. And that was tough saying goodbye to, you know, my coworkers and the people that I, we, we did life with and led. It was awesome. I uh, love them to death. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, my ex-wife comes by and she's like, hey, something's wrong with my little son. I'm like, huh? You can't ride a bike. And I'm like, that's weird. So she brings him over and my boy can't even hardly stand up. He's slipping, he's all. And so from there, uh, long story short, he ends up uh, being diagnosed with uh, DIPG, uh, which is the absolute worst um, cancer that you can get, brain cancer. And then the pons, that's the P, the base of the, of the brain, all are two science nerves. Um, and so as it grows, it chokes off your, um, from the outside in. Mm-hmm. So my son, very athletic, uh, just suddenly stood. I always wanted to be like him and his confidence. I would just, just light up the room and everyone loved him. Uh, he slowly, uh, lost all ability to use his limbs, his fingers, his arms, and to the point that it uh, shut off his, his lungs and his heart. Wow. So, so that was that was 2015. So it goes from losing your job, losing your marriage, losing your job, and slowly watching your son die. Uh, that, that's oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's part of uh, my story. Um, and Dave, I will never forget. Uh, to my crying, that's so tears when I saw that old legite of a man uh, at, at the funeral. Um, I'll never forget it. And um, we, we talked about death in the podcast. I've listened a long time listener. Um, <laughs> and it was like the, the power of funerals and the power of presence. And yes. Uh, yes. I mean, Gene Oliver came yeah. uh, to the, just the people that showed, I just, yeah. just in awe of, um, but yeah. So for me, that's a lot of, of my story. Uh, from there, God provided uh, this job. I'm actually sitting in the airport chapel in Reagan National Airport right now. Uh, so there's another connection with Will- Willie's a hospice chaplain. You're an airport chaplain. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, and been here really ever since. So that's a big part of my story. Yeah. So um, there's there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more detail. I think that each um, each could be right. its own episode. In terms of uh, the the marriage and divorce and the um, the issues there, uh, and then of course the the story I walked with you um, through the story of Josiah. Um, Nace is a is a good writer and he wrote lots okay. of uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what you call them. A, a, it was a social book of sorts um, episodes. Um, uh, what's the word? It's not a podcast. Well, the, it's a, a blog. No, no, like it was a blog. A blog. Yeah. yeah, there was a yeah, there was a bunch of people praying and trying uh-huh. to update them in a medical blog, not just the medicine piece, but also the snapshots of my son. You know, yeah. he was. Yeah. He, it's it's tough because you see all these cancer survivors and it's awesome and uh, it's the, the the battles and that's a that's a whole other mm-hmm. thing. Um, when t- talking about cancer and the money spent and the yeah. advancements that are definitely there, but uh, the geoplastomas, they still can't touch those. Yeah. So um, it, you you have three kids. You have an older daughter and then a younger son. And so this is the middle son. Correct. And I yes. never met um, 
uh, any of your three kids. It's weird since we've, we've known each other 31 years, but uh, it just never worked <laughs> out. Great. But right. I feel like I know all of them because of um, the posts mm-hmm. and, and I was reading uh, everything that you had written and um, and then you, you were writing well after um, his death and processing those things. Um, right. And, and Nace is now a, uh, a, a coach, um, uh, you know, like a life coach. Okay. He's gotten yeah. uh, certified and trained to do that, and, and I talk with him frequently. Um, and I think that uh, as I struggle with sort of midlife depressions and um, yeah. just yeah. issues of life— uh, Nace has been an incredible encouragement and I, I certainly don't want to talk to someone who hasn't suffered. Oh, sure. And, and when I, when I've had certain degrees of suffering that, um, that they're not going to quite grasp or understand. Um, but I know this brother has uh, greater degrees of suffering yeah. and it helps put me in check. Yeah. It helps yeah. me. Uh, and, and so Nace, I wanted to ask you if you're willing to share with us some of the, um, the, uh, how you do this, how you encourage other people on the phone, how you, um, how you've kept your head up and, Mm. um, you know, uh, continue to make a positive influence in the world around you. It's definitely a daily thing. And that's Uh Dave talking about this episodes of depression compared to clinical depression. Mm -hmm. Uh, that the fact that there is not just a sad day, and the fact that, we, especially out of COVID, I think we've all, as a, as a culture, have felt this weight on our chest mm-hmm. that just pulls you down. Yeah. yeah. And and to own that truth, like, hey, it happens, and it doesn't define you, and it doesn't make you a bad Christian. It doesn't make us weak. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul is very clear. Our in our weaknesses, we can be made strong. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, but also, I say that I don't want to put the whole plastic Christian piece. Right. Like, oh, it, I'll never break. I'll always bend. Let's look at the sunny side of life. Yeah, the platitudes. And sunny, yeah. Oh, oh man, I can punch, but I'm not. I don't punch people. But that's in my mind. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, things. sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and that's but for so. We won't talk about what goes into my mind. If if you just think about punching people, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I've heard stories. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) those are safe in the confession booth. So anyway, uh, part part of what I – it's the center of what we are is good news. Yeah. How is the good news a crucifixion? Mm -hmm. How is the good news uh, a, a crown of thorns? How is a good news the um, mother losing her child? How is a good news the good news? Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's good regardless of my circumstance. Right. It's always good because God is good. And if God is not good, we are in trouble. Yeah. And I don't, I struggle at times with, seeing God being so good when how do you how do you allow a 10 year old uh, to to struggle like a child with the IPG does watching his body not his mind being as sharp as ever it's one of those it's one I think it's one of my greatest fears like uh, with um, 
ALCX, that was that American League Championship Series. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gehrig's disease. What, yeah, uh, ALS. Yeah, ALS without the C. So, like when your when your brain's intact, but your body gives up. Yeah, right, right. And like God, why? Like how do you allow? Like, how do you allow that? Mm-hmm. I know he's strong enough to heal it, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it goes to that question sometimes, like goodness yeah. of God. Yeah. But I, I definitely go back to that theology of going, I've seen evil and I know evil. Yeah. And evil is, is dark and disgusting and foul. And I do believe that there's choices we make. Mm-hmm. Do I go to a step toward the darkness? Right. Or am I going to go ahead and step toward the light, even though I don't know if that lights a, you know, a train, or is that right. the opening of the end of the tunnel? Like, I'm right, like, sure, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go backwards. I'm no, not going to yeah, go I get darkness. what you're saying totally. You, you, we have a choice to make every day, and the choice is right. to do what we know is wrong and destructive and hurtful, and will probably end in greater depression, or to take a step into the unknown where we say, yeah, I don't, I don't understand God, and I don't understand why He does what He does and why He puts these things upon us, but right. um, this is the right step, and right. it's a step of faith, and somehow God's pleased with faith, right? That's the whole right. storyline. Right. He wants us to, to live by faith. Right, and that faith doesn't, that doesn't have to work out for you. Yeah. And that's part with I think with caught preaching, it's not necessarily taught preaching, is mm-hmm. that we think if we do good and we do what's right uh-huh. and we make the right steps, we love someone with all our heart, they will come to. It yeah. will work out for you. Right. And it's just that's not true. Yeah. It's not. And and that's that piece of like you said, faith yeah. of going, I'm gonna do what's right even though it doesn't work. Yeah, it didn't work for Job, who was doing lots nope. of things right. Um and and, and just made him a target. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It, it's uh, you've said this many times. I don't I don't understand God, but he's got mm-hmm. to be um, my all in all. Right. Um, you know, I've realized I've heard people say on social media or other places that that they were barely hanging on in some song lyric of some secular song or some Christian song. or just just like a, a line or two, like kept them out of deepest despair. And I hear that, and I'm like, really? Wow. I, I don't think about that enough, that there are people out there who right. are hurting all the time, who feel right. absolutely alone, who the, the weight of the world is upon their shoulders, and they, and, you know, they haven't had a, a, a beloved marriage that started to fall apart and then, uh, you know, and devolve into uh, real problems, and then a, a whole community say, uh, it's time to divorce, and then that, the leaders of that same community say, oh, well, now you're, you, you can't be a pastor. Um, you know, and then, then the, the ultimatum, like to my greatest fear, um, losing one of my, my kids. Um, and you, you've, you've been through all of that. And, and not just in, a, in some sort of tragic, but, it, but in a slow, degrading process of heartbreak. Just uh, you know, the, the, I, walking through that is agonizing. I was in tears all the time reading the things that you had written. Mm-hmm. Um, and just projecting and just feeling so, uh, it's just overwhelming. Right. And, right. and so for the people out there who are, maybe they're, they're kids, um, and they, they haven't been through any of that, but, but 
Lord help them when they have to go through something like that, right? Because they're right. they're right. already they, they're they already feel beaten down by um, the lack of peer acceptance, or they're they're not one of the right. beautiful people, or they're they're not the intelligent one, or they're not the one getting the, the attention, um, and they're struggling every day. And some little piece of encouragement, some little song lyric. Is mm-hmm. it, it it helps them hang on? Now, like I got to remember because I've never much of an encourager. You knew me when I was younger. You know, like I'm I'm much more of a priest now than I used to be. I was more of a prophet. Mm-hmm. I was more like get in your face and straighten stuff out. But I'm realizing that, right. that most people need some little piece of encouragement. Yeah, you know, right. and yeah. yeah, and you have you have the voice to give that, provide that in a very powerful and unique way. And so yeah. I, you know, I want to encourage you in that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's part of the thing for me. I would, my dad was a, uh, he's a retired pastor and I grew up as a PK and I have a heart for pastors. I have a heart for people that give and give and people love to take and take and take mm-hmm. pot shots from yeah. <laughs> even yeah. after the, even after the yeah. dad like helped them out and, you know, helped yeah. pay do all this. And next thing you know, they're talking dirty to him or about him behind his back, even right. to his face. And they're like, Nothing like the pastorate. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so, right. You, you pour yeah, yourself so, out all week long, and uh, each sermon feels like you've given birth, and then right. uh, then the criticisms come, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. They line up for the judges. Yeah. So, so I, I have a heart for that, and, and it, it's just a part for me, this, that, that long view, uh, that it's tough. Yeah. Uh, I have a long view, which you know any person that's been married like y'all have for a good amount of time, it's, you're going to go through some pain. Mm-hmm. And when someone's at that place of divorce, there's been years of destruction mm-hmm. to get to that place. And you just not, you can't necessarily fix it. Yeah. And what took years to do is going to take years to get out of and heal. And yeah. we, and we have a microwave society yeah. and people aren't willing to do that. But our pastors and counselors are, are we about a people to help heal rather than fix and I think in general, we don't like that. We like to fix, we like to have answers and be prophetic, like you said, and, and put, give instruction because mm-hmm. you can give instruction in a pamphlet, but you can't heal in a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Healing takes time, persistence, discipline, care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that's theologically, how do we not have fear? Because you look at all these things, all, look at all the things that can happen to you, your loved ones. Yeah. It's you just, you know, fear not is always in junction with, for I'm with you. Mm-hmm. The presence of God and, and knowing the comforter. He is a comforter. And he, yeah, he's a healer, but look at uh, Corinthians. And it's, I mean, like 15 times. Conference to go uh, one to be comforted and go be a comforter and as you're comforted go comfort 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 comfort. It's not fix, mm-hmm. and and so much of leadership we want to guide people away from problems, and, and and go around it. And if you have this problem, this is the three steps it takes to fix this problem. As if it's a check, it's just a, it just takes time, and takes presence, mm-hmm. and takes care. And there's no microwaving that. Yeah. Yeah. the the uh, The platitude would be, uh, or the the cliche is, "Hang in there," right? Yeah. But, but it's. <laughs> but what you're saying is is uh, is 
that's what it's trying to communicate, right? That's what the, the cliche oh, is trying well, to say. And, th- and that's the idea of the gospel. You know, what is, is a good news a, hey, believe this, say this, get baptized, get wet. You're free. Oh, sweet. It's all, and, and we teach this, this easy grace of a Bonhoeffer, just cheap grace of going, hey, you, you pray this prayer, you do this thing, you, you're set. You don't have to do anything else. Nothing of you has to change. Nothing of you, you don't do. And so people listening in, in, our, in, our, in our country going, sweet, mm-hmm. just as I am. I, I don't need to change. You took me to change? You said it's all about Jesus. Yes, it's all about Jesus. Jesus will transform you if Jesus is in you. And it's more complicated. Life is so much more complicated than a 20-minute sermon on Sunday. Yeah. So you're saying like the guy who comes and says, "Um, I believe, help my unbelief. And that the really difficult part of walking with the Lord is not some religious checklist. It's hanging on to your faith through all of these calamities and difficulties and uncertainties and saying, I still believe there is a God. I still believe he is good. I still believe there is a hereafter and there is a repair of everything that is broken. I have to cling to that. Um, And that when you're suffering is hard to do. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's hard. And do do we give a vision of life that's hard? Mm-hmm. No, we, there's a reason that, you know, we like power. We like superstars. We like mm-hmm. perfect models. We don't like brokenness. Uh-huh. I don't like pain. I don't, and I don't think we're supposed to love pain. Uh, and that's the, the beauty of God. And that when I, when I see Christ, uh, Christ. When I see, when I think about, when I meditate, when I pull my mind off my my burdens, I like to carry a cross. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things that uh, someone gave me, and I encourage that. What going through is just to hold on to this thing that helps me physically remind myself God feels has felt far worse mm-hmm. than I can ever feel. Mm-hmm. He knows to have to be able to fix all problems mm-hmm. and yet have this grander, better story, which I don't, I cannot comprehend in my finite mind. Right. And you go, will you love me? Um, yeah, there's nothing like when I've, you know, I'm too young to die. It's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. And my son looking at me and saying, I'm, barely understand him because his jaw was locking up. Yeah. I'm too young to die. And he's looking up and you see in his eyes, like fix me. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. And we prayed. And that's a big thing. Um, we prayed to a God who could, we prayed to a God who has, and uh-huh. we prayed to a God who can. And that's one of the things for me in my ministry is like how to lead parents through these tragedies. Like, don't pray to a God who can't risk God saying no, Mm. because God can. And if your God can't, let me tell you about my God, because my God can, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't always. Nope. But I'm trusting him with my boy. And, uh, 
you know, I'm trusting him with my my grandmother. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trusting him with my mama and my dad someday. I'm tr- like our life is short. Yeah. And if you're going to trust him with your life, trust him with your life mm-hmm. now, regardless. And help me. And I, and I do. I believe in the presence. And that's the thing with the cha- being a chaplain. We don't necessarily get to say everything we want to say uh, as a chaplain, to, but we're there for to be the presence, like God is present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to have a physical body there. I know, Willie, I, I can imagine how much that's taken from you over the years as well, to be present at that sacred moment. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, for there's... Um, the, the, the hospice nurse that was there when, you know, she was the point nurse of the, the deal. And she was there when he was, my son was breathing his last. And, and, uh, so when his heart, you know, his couldn't hear him breathe anymore, but I could still feel his heart had my hand on his chest and, and, and it was counting the, the, the times, you know, like five seconds in between yep. a beat. seven seconds in between a beat and just bawling, just crying. And um, and then it just, I think I stopped at like 12 seconds. I I think I was like, he's done. And so my daughter and my my ex-wife were there and we were, you know, just, I just said the Lord's prayer so many times. That's all I could pray. Um, And my son, who was four, was at the bottom of the bed. I was like, come here, come here, baby, come here. And uh, we got our, all, all our hands on his chest and just, and just prayed, prayed him into by visualizing um, my son. I to run. Seven years. Run his arms of Christ, you know, just, just finally running. It was an awesome privilege to be there. And afterwards, you know, get up and my, just navigating that space with my, my two little ones, you know, four-year-old and at that time a 10-year-old, the 11 and the 12-year-old girl and the, sh- the shell, what we look like when we die, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just yeah. the blood gone. Like, oh. I looked over and that nurse was just undone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? I'm thinking, you Willie, like, how do you do this? And she's like, Nate, it's normally not this like this all the time. <laughs> you know, it's not this dramatic. But she's just like, thank you. And she, I was weird. And, and Dave kind of goes back and like, you're thanking me? She's like, you're doing a good job. I'm like, I'll never forget that. You know, and Willie, the, the impact that you've made through these years as a hospital chaplain, you have no idea. We don't have any idea. We, we don't, don't, Dave, yeah. you too. Mm-hmm. And to go to God's economy, like it's, I'd, you know, we'd love to be able to have influence and preach over, you know, thousands of people each Sunday and be able to speak into people's many, many people's lives. But I also go to the kingdom of God. It's the, the, the woman with the, the mind, the, um, the widow's might, yeah. you know, yeah. she gave more like, what does it look like for us? Yeah. And, and for, you know, what's, what is your thing, you know, as a 17 year old, 16 year old person that looks, feels ugly getting up that day 
going to school and smiling at someone may be more powerful than you know, saving a person's life in a, in a, in a fire, in a building full of fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. We just watched a video at church. Uh, we had one of our deacons is in to uh, Compassion International, mm. um, and he he promotes that that ministry, which is like World Vision and others that are right. feeding and helping kids around the world and sharing Christ right. as well as meeting their needs of education and clean water, et cetera. Uh, in the video, it had um, the, the story of a, a sponsored girl who uh, was writing with her. Uh, uh, sponsor who was providing the the money for her to do this program and she shared a dream of becoming a doctor and she Mm. felt rather alone in that uh but then the sponsor wrote back just a a few simple sentences um that involved saying uh we love you and we believe in you Mm -hmm. and that Mm. was she she held on to that you know and of course Mm. compassion international is using this story to to help raise support so that uh, other kids can be sponsored uh, but she, she went on to become a doctor and, um, you know, claims in her testimony that, that a, a large portion of the, the, the impetus and power to keep carrying on against all odds was that someone believed in her, um, right. and, uh, and just encouraged her. Mm-hmm. And I know we need to be careful with, uh, with our encouragement. A lot of our encouragement isn't, um, encouragement to believe in the gospel and to, to rest in Christ. A lot of it's flattery, um, and, uh, oh, Dave, you're you're a wonderful preacher. Well, it doesn't really matter if I'm a wonderful preacher. What matters is is uh, you know my walk with the Lord. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the just those little bits of encouragement right. for some people it it's it's life changing. Um, you know, a, a young man recently told me that um, that he remembered a time long ago when I just let him sit. Mm-hmm at my drum kit and bang on my drums. And that had a, a big influence on him. Right. Um, and I was, I was like, huh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's amazing. Right. right. Yeah, we we want to say it's some nugget of wisdom you gave, right. you know, or some, some great sermon that just moved him to transform his life. And you just, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And to be present, to be there, uh, Oh, that's a, a lot of life. So well, appreciate you guys. I really appreciate you sharing all that. I know that it's difficult to keep reliving, but I also know it's part of the healing process. And I'm it just is. grateful that you were willing to, to do that on the podcast. Um, and uh, for people listening out there, uh, this is not some shameless plug to promote the podcast. Uh, we have those already. <laughs> um, they're pretty shameless yeah we yeah we have we already have those shameless plugs uh but i'm sure there's somebody maybe there's a list of people who need some encouragement or you think is de- you know they're they're struggling um and maybe this is something to listen to um and so i would uh i would offer you to to pass it along and i certainly appreciate you you sharing it brother yeah thank you nace where can we find your blog uh it's nace.me n-a-c-e dot m-e speaking of a shameless plug <laughs> wow follow that up right <laughs> there's, there's nothing to, there's nothing to buy there but yeah that's I, i've uh, i kind of I've, i went through the the medical blogs that i did yeah, and yeah. i kind of rewrote them and tried to make it more palatable uh to just to today and such but yeah mm-hmm. 
find that there. Nace.me. Okay. Yeah. And, and Nace, uh, I know you wouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it for you. Um, uh, Nace is a coach and he is taking clients. And how can people find that information? You can find it on the website too. Oh, yeah, that's there's a, the, okay. Yeah, there's there's a contact me on uh-huh. there. So yeah, yep. That that's definitely a way I I enjoy it. Especially I would say for it's been fun to coach um, everyone from business owners to a lot of senior level military officers. I have a special heart for pastors, um, and it, especially with people going through divorce, I've been there. Um, people going through, uh, cancer, uh, sickness been there. Loss. Um, but like I said, it loss, but also leadership things as well. Yeah. I've actually been successful in, in some of those areas and, and know a few mm-hmm. things. So it's just wild. That I love the, the fact of, of coaching and, and putting it out there and allowing people to grow. So mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Thanks brother. Appreciate you. Sure. And we'll, uh, we'll have some other podcast episodes with my friend Nace here in the future. I hope so. Sounds good. We, have, we I didn't get to tell my version of the uh, Bible church sign story. Oh, yeah. Well, well there, there's no other version. Well, what do you mean? I, I, well whatever. <laughs> there's the truth. And we then got a few Dave. minutes. Why don't you tell me what the truth is? <laughs> I'm watching this clock. Why don't you enlighten me? <laughs> I was in you're the, the prophet. <laughs> oh, you're the yeah. You're in the seat right, right next to me. Yeah, Nace oh. was driving through the Denton Bible Church sign one morning. That's true. I was there. How is it? It was probably what a, t- a two foot tall by like twelve was, foot long. It was at least two feet tall, at least, and it was right. um, yeah. I would say at least twelve foot long, and and it was a good uh, three plus inches thick. A big, huge, yes. it was a big wooden sign. sign. Now, you know, from big, yeah. next to a giant building from the street, it doesn't look that big. But when you, when you see the, the tracks <laughs> that went through the posts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're, they're all, you know, my the mirror next to me got clipped off by one of these giant posts. Yeah. Oh, that's how close mm-hmm. we were. Yeah. And then there's like another whole car length to the next post. Okay. Right. So right. Um, it was it's a big sign. Yeah. And uh, it went flying up in the air, apparently, from the other car. said that, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> said it looked like we went through and the finish there. line. Right. But yeah. But the point of the closest, uh, how close Dave was to death, he did not curse when we hit the sign. What? <laughs> Dude, we he were actually, silent. Was, I, yeah. We sat there yep. in silence for a long time. Yep. And I was just like, yes. did that just happen? Like, right. what? What in yeah. the world? What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. And, wow. and then as I, shook, as I shook my head and slowly drove off, Dave slowly started to get uncomfortable in his seat as he couldn't stop himself from laughing. I know. <laughs> I was just giggling yeah, and he's yeah. knowing he can't yeah. giggle. And- yeah, after after the, the minute of shock and surrealness, like, which was a long pregnant moment. Sure. But it was. But sure. it started to wear off and I just thought, poor Nace has to go explain this to this church, which was <laughs> definitely like a, a top-down church, you know? Yeah, definitely sure. like right. I mean, their, their building manager was, they, they had some name for him. I can't remember. What, do you remember the name? It was some sort no. of like derogatory, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> the emperor or something. You know, he was going to have to go oh. explain how we were racing to right. church that morning and smashed the right. church sign, which was <laughs> thousands upon thousands yeah. of dollars. So. Right, and that... Then I go park the car, and everyone's all these like peers of mine are looking, and they're like, 
of all the people yeah. there, who was the last person that would do what I did? Right. Me. Right. Yeah. And I, and I close the door and then I hear this nothing but eruption. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh. Days of humility. Right, oh, Thanks, boy. brother. Right. Thanks, Nays. Have a good one, man. Uh, you too. All right. for listening to the hopper podcast you made it to the end of this week's episode congratulations you win preparation h oh yes i need that hey listen to claim your prize write us at the hopper podcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to the hopper podcast at gmail.com join us next time when we will discuss does hamburger helper really help hamburgers i don't think so well maybe be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. Join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by Jimbo's European Man Panties. <laughs> you got the samples, right? That, oh. <laughs> I got the samples. <laughs> oh, is that what those were? <laughs> well, how did you use them? <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>